Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am Hefe, and that is Dubs, and we're here for another week to hang out with you. Um, Can't believe uh, we got invited back, um, really on a day-to-day contract with Infinity Broadcasting, so to know that we're back for at least two more hours. It's a blessing. Yes. Um, RadioHideout.com is our website. Uh, make sure you check it out. There's a lot of uh, stuff up there. I am waiting for more videos from Bad Monkey. So hopefully we'll have more videos coming up for you at some point. We'll chat about it later. A lot of stuff to get to tonight, J-Dubs. Normally we begin with whose weekend was it? Our weekend recap game, uh, give you prizes, stuff like that. We're going to hold off on that because okay. we actually have a guest in the first break, something that we honestly never, ever do in the hideout. So we will get to her in just one second. Also tonight, um, obviously politics. The election is tomorrow. We're not going to cover a lot of politics. I think we've pretty much hit it pretty hard already. But I do want to bring our buddy Shafee back into the hideout. For those of you who have, may have missed his political analysis of Fahrenheit 9-11. Um, also, I got to tell you, we didn't get to it on Friday, Dubs. I got to tell you the story about my married friend who... Um, his wife told him to sow his wild oats, and um, he's still uh, dazed and confused as to what the hell that means. But first, Dubs, we will start I find off it pretty quick, uh, cut and dry. Well, we'll get we'll to get it. Do it. Yeah, we'll definitely get to it. So there's a lot to get to. Again, uh, if you're looking for whose weekend was it, hang out, and we'll get you the prizes during the second half hour of the show. Uh, first, though, Dubs, it's time for us to do the hideout. Headline of the night, which is um, amazing. It's uh, hold on, I can't get my piece of paper. Bin Laden, Osama bin Laden, warned the, uh, in his October surprise video that he will closely be monitoring the state by state election returns in tomorrow's presidential race, and will spare any state that votes against President Bush from being attacked, according to new analysis of the statement. <laughs> Of the night. And um, to me, Dubs, there's so much to talk to about this. Honestly, it smells uh, of BS, of a Carl Rove tactic. 
Yeah. Personally, something behind the Bush administration. We can get into that. Also, too, I got to ask you, man, is this good or bad for any one of the candidates? Um, so we can get there. Now, the candidates actually have something in common, Dubs. And we found this out uh, through an amazing book, which we will talk about in a second, called uh, The Secret of the Tombs. Uh, the Secrets of the Tomb, which is about the, uh, I guess, the Skull and Bone Society at Yale, uh, of which both... Bush and Kerry were a part of. Right. It was, it's a whole secret society where they they can't talk about it. They are very protective about it, even as president and uh, president-elect. Right. So what I want to do, though, um, we have brought back into the hideout someone that you found for us in the old Saturday Night Show uh, with the book uh, Pledge, The Secret Life of Sororities. Which was awesome, by yeah. the way. And she was a great guest uh, last go-around. We're bringing her back in. Alexandra Robbins, welcome back into the hideout on JFK. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me back. Hey, of course, no problem. In fact, there's a link on RadioHideout.com to your website. Excellent. And it's one of the most visited links uh, that we've had because we've had it up since the beginning of the show. One oh, big, re- One big reason. It's very easy on the eyes. Yes, she's she's very beautiful and obviously very talented. And You're very kind. And very local, and I can't believe she hasn't made a visit in here. Well, she, like most chicks, sidestepped the uh, opportunity to come into the yes. hideout. <laughs> um, first, though, before we talk about the, uh, the secrets of the tomb, I was... I'm fascinated by the latest book you put out, the uh, conquering the uh, the quarter life crisis. Um, basic, explain what the quarter life crisis is, real fast. Basically, it's the uh, overwhelming identity issues you face between young adulthood and adulthood. So, if you're between the ages of I don't know, late teens to late thirties, and you're facing a bunch of different identity issues, like everything from what if I don't know what I want to how do I know if I'm dating the one to when do I let go of my dream, then you're having a quarter-life crisis. Now, so this is for real, though? I mean, people it's between real. This, this age group are really having these issues? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What do you, what, I mean, in all your research... Why? I mean, what's what's the what's the pressure? What's the uh, what's the problem? I think there are a lot of reasons that it's happening now. One reason is that there are so many more college graduates now than there ever have been. So our people our age are just sort of feeling like we have to compete that much harder to stand out from our peers. Plus, of course, you have the overwhelming cost of student loans. Plus, unrealistic social expectations. Plus, post graduation culture shock if you go to college. And also, I think a lack of mentors to tell people how they got through these specific identity issues, which is what Conquering Your Quarter Life Crisis is for. That's what that book is about. I uh, I think we've learned, don't go to college. Yeah, if I mean, you uh, don't go to college, you'll be happy. Yeah, I, I didn't go to college, and look where I'm at. Often a lesson not learned until it's too late. <laughs> you know, in fact, before I was going to Texas Tech University, I was saying the exact same thing, or maybe while I was in school, I was like, everybody's going to have one of these bachelors. It's useless. I guess then you got to go on and try to get your master's or get some sort of a uh, a doctorate. And then, you know, you're so far in debt at that point, and you're like 28, 27. By the, by the time you graduate from school, it just seems, uh, you're right. I guess it can seem overwhelming. It, well, there's, it's a double-edged sword there you're going with. Either you, you're going to get into real big debt early, or you're going to get, you know, kind of a moderate debt but still have a little time to build up money, but not make as much money as if you had your master's. We're talking to Alexandra Robbins, uh, alexandrarobbins.com. There's a link on radiohideout.com. Wrote a couple of great, actually three kick-ass books. Is it four now, technically? Uh, yeah, but I only talk about three. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, uh, there's uh, Conquering the Quarter-Life Crisis that we're talking about now. Um, you know, it also brought up a good point, too. When do you let go of the dream? Now, Dubs and I, technically, we're living the dream. What did you find from the people that you talked to as far as giving up their dream? Oh, like in their- 
They gave me so many uh, different kinds of strategies as to how to figure out when to let go of it or if you don't want to let go of it, how to pursue it on the side. I think the bottom line, because I know we don't have so much time here to go into all the different strategies, the bottom line is you never have to give up on your dream, but you should consider pursuing it differently if chasing it is getting in the way of other things that you love. Well, I'm still, you- still going to be an astronaut, so. <laughs> yeah, and Dub, you keep working that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Astronauts hey. the shape like guitars. I, That's uh, what they're looking for at NASA. Um, I hear everybody's sarcasm. <laughs> what about finding friends? I know that's another issue that people bring up. And that's something that I was thinking about over the weekend, Dubs. Because uh, you and I went out. Mm-hmm. And I got sad because I had no one else to call but you to go out. <laughs> are, are, are 20-somethings really having that kind of issue? Uh, yeah, because once you leave college or high school, suddenly you don't have this pool of people your age to call up anymore. You can't just walk down the hall and say, hey, you want to go get a beer? Um, you're suddenly like I did in high school. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You're suddenly in a place where you have to go out and take the initiative, and that's not easy. It can feel like you're asking people out on dates when you just want to, you know, start up a friendship. You know what? God damn, that's so true. In fact, Dubs, you make fun of me. That's the reason I play uh, men's baseball, so that I could have some friends my age. You like to goof. (laughs) You like to goof, but at the same time, to me, that was networking. Yeah, but. I've met your Newshounds friends. It's like the gayest little club I've ever no, ran in. We're yeah. baseball players. Please. There's nothing gay about it. Sure. Um, the final thing, too, uh, should I move back in with my parents? Uh, that's a huge question. Is that I, especially after college? I, yeah. Well, I think, uh, again, we don't have time to go into all the different strategies because each of the strategies are associated with a story of someone in their 20s or 30s who actually just went through whatever issue um, the chapter talks about. So uh, I'll leave you with one thing on the parents' issue. It's become the norm for college graduates to move back in with their parents. More than 50% of college graduates are living at home. So if you have to move back in with your parents, if you're considering it, you know, there's often a stigma associated with that. It's okay because it's actually now the exception not to do it. That's something a lot of people are interested in. I've never had a problem moving back in with my parents. Yeah, I, I didn't either, honestly. <laughs> I, I, but I don't even know why people leave because, I, well, no, I mean, like, Right Those off of the you, bat. I know we got a lot of people, um, you know, in the younger demographic listening to the hideout right now, and you know, um, you're considering college, that kind of stuff. My whole thing, if I had to do it all over again, I would have gone to the community college and lived at home for two years, then gone off to Texas Tech University, or maybe even gone somewhere local. So that way you are living at home, you probably study better, you get more done. I just don't understand leaving home before oh, you have to. Even even after you graduate and go back home, you know, you milk that free rent for as long as you can. Try to build up your own little, uh, you know, just a uh, nest, nest egg. egg. Yeah, exactly. Before uh, you go out and, you know, have nothing. Exactly. Um, all right, so that book is Conquering the Quarter-Life Crisis. Alexander Robbins, where do you get that? Anywhere? Yeah, any bookstore or at alexanderrobbins.com. All right, well, you prefer to go to the website. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> are there pictures in the book? Um, no, not this one. All right, you got to put more pictures. I think there are people's feet on the cover. <laughs> oh, okay. Some yeah. people are Yours? into that. Um, all right, so now let's look at the other book, though, because the election's tomorrow. Yeah. And this is Secrets of the Tomb. Um, the, what is that book about? 
Okay, so that book is about Skull and Bones, which is the secret society to which President Bush and Senator Kerry belong. The background on Skull and Bones, in a nutshell, is that it's probably this country's most infamous secret society. It's headquartered at Yale University, where uh, members meet twice weekly in a building called The Tomb. Fifteen Yale juniors are tapped for membership each year, and the society just has an enormous wealth of prestigious alumni, including um, presidents, Supreme Court chief justices, congressmen, senators, cabinet members and leaders of various sectors of industries from, I don't know, from the media to professional sports. So what's the purpose of, like, the secret society? Is it, to, uh, is it a networking thing? Is it a uh, world domination thing? Why do they even have this at Yale? It's basically the most powerful alumni network in this country, proportionally, because there are only 800 living members at one time. So they must be doing something right if two of 800 are running against each other for the presidency. The only purpose of Skull and Bones is to get its members into positions of power and then to to have those members hire members um, as well, sort of to elevate them above the rest of the non-members. So it's a whole networking thing. Yeah. Because I was reading, I was reading on the website next to the book uh, on AlexanderRobbins.com about like, let's say you get in, then, um, and I want to talk about like the getting in and stuff too. But let's say once you get in and you're out or whatever, they like. I guess they blackmail you in a way, and then they give you a lot of money. That's but- a rumor. There are a lot of rumors about Skull and Bones. In fact, if you guys saw that movie, The Skulls, that yes. came out a few years ago with that guy from Dawson's Creek, yeah, I, that I saw, was based I, on Skull and Bones. Yeah, it, it had Pacey's in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, don't try to watch Skull and Bones, uh, the, the Skulls 2 or 3. Both of them no. are... Horrible. I, I've... Uh, I've had fingers go through the toilet paper that were less okay, painful. Okay, thank you. I don't, I don't know. A nice metaphor. Um, you know what I saw else they had? From metaphor Dust, or truth? No, from Dust Till Dawn 3. And I couldn't even understand why you would... Uh, those are better. Think, really? Yeah, those are better than the, the next, skull, uh, next uh, Skulls ones. Now, what about the recruiting at Yale? How do they target who they're going after? Like, how do they pick, you know, W or they uh, K? Uh, well, they pick them for different reasons. Um, they either choose you because you're a very strong legacy, and W did have... Uh, about 10 members of the Bushwalker family in Skull and Bones before he was chosen. Um, or they choose you because you're a standout on campus whom they think will reflect honor and success back on the society after graduation. Basically, they're doing like a who's who of the Yale junior class trying to pick out who's going to be the most successful or who has the strongest legacies. Are women, do they, are they allowed in or is it guys only? Now women are allowed in since 1991. Although I have to say, uh, William Impressive. F. Buckley, the conservative who's also a bonesman, um, he helped to spearhead a movement against letting women in. Basically, Bones voted to let women in. It was a narrow, narrow vote, but um, once they were allowed in, the day before the women were supposed to be initiated, Buckley and a group of other Bonesmen obtained a court order blocking initiation, claiming that letting women into the tomb, and now I'm quoting, would lead to date rape in the medium-term future. So basically they said if you let women into the old boys club, they're going to get date raped. Now, I, if you watched uh, The Skulls 3, All right. they covered <laughs> They covered it. Uh, That's true. Did they really? Yeah. You actually saw these. Well, I uh, I had uh, Comcast Digital Cable at the time, and uh, when I watched uh, the Skulls or whatever it was, uh, they had a uh, double. They story. had a double feature going where you See, could get the Skulls I have an and the Skulls three. It's business for me. I don't think you have an excuse. No, he so doesn't. Um, now the hazing stories. Um, is uh, is there? There's one in particular, like how they get broken down or whatever. Yeah. What's that one? 
Uh, I think the most prevalent rumor about Skull and Bones is that, and I'll say this a little cryptically because I'm not sure what can be said on the radio, but right. um, is that initiates have to lie naked in a coffin and will say gratify themselves while they recount their entire sexual histories. Mm. Um, that rumor Sounds is fun. not actually completely true, although the images of people like George Bush <laughs> <laughs> don't really, yeah. Anyway, um, what is true in that rumor and what's interesting and what I try to do in Secrets of the Tomb is find the kernel of truth. In, in the midst of the rumors, um, the sexual history part is true, and this is something well, that Bush and Kerry would. Do you have think done. any of the uh, like Bush or Kerry was trying to f find the colonel when they were in the oh, uh, Cubs? Come on, the man. Yeah, okay. Please. I'm just going to ignore that and go Yeah, on. please okay. do. I want to hear don't. more from Alexandra. Come so on. One of the very first activities the Bonesmen do is what they call connubial bliss, which is the sexual history. During the sexual history, each Bonesman has uh, a night devoted Bonesman. to him or her where they stand up in front of a painting of a woman, and it's sort of a cozy, dimly lit room, an intimate setting, and in front of the other 14 Bonesmen, they have to stand up there and recount their entire sexual histories, presumably from their first um, gratification experience on through present day. Um, now, what I so thought was more. really funny is that, um, and again, this is something Bush and Kerry would have had to do, I was told that those sexual histories take between one and three hours. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I went to Yale, so I know Yale men, and there is no way any of them no. are going to have one to three hours of material of their sexual history. Yeah, I, I don't know what they actually talk about. I went to Yale, too. And no, you didn't. You went to Spex Howard School of Broadcasting. The um, Yale of Broadcast Schools. <laughs> um, but you know what's, at the same time, if, if you talk about, maybe they even talk about their self-gratification yeah. like during that whole thing. All right, that would take hours, to be perfectly honest with that's you. That's true, that's true. We're and, talking know, about you. Yeah, not actually right. with chicks, but uh, with, when with yourself. Right. Um, Alexandra Robbins, alexandrarobbins.com, uh, two fascinating books, Conquering the Quarter-Life Crisis, Secrets of the... You know, i got to say, you're probably my favorite author. Oh, you're so nice. Yeah, because I can't read anything else, but this stuff fascinates me. Oh, about Skull and Bones, real fast. Yeah. How'd you get the info? I mean, apparently I saw, I was looking online and people got threatened. I mean, how do you get, how'd you get all this info? Oh, yeah, I got threatened as well. Um, well, I got, I got access to a sheaf of Skull and Bones documents, which are authentic, so that helped. But the other thing was, I was a member of a different secret society at Yale. It was sort of a benign little thing. It doesn't have Bones' power agenda. But because I was a member of that society, uh, Bonesmen thought I was on their side, which I wasn't. Um, and I ended up being able to speak to more than 150 members of Skull and Bones, interviewing them, you know, getting information, comparing it with the documents, making sure it's all squared up. Um, probably twice that number threatened me, harassed me, hung up on me, screamed at me, whatever. Right. Um, but but I did get enough information to figure out what what's going on in there. Who are you voting for tomorrow? Um, I don't want to say, but Why? I think it should be obvious which way to go if you care about this country. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Carrie, it is. <laughs> um, or Nader. I'm sorry, Nader. Um, no, I, let me tell you right now, actually, because Nader did a press conference in front of the Skull and Bones tomb, and he referenced me by name and my book, and he made it seem like I endorsed him. So now I will say for the first chance publicly, um, an exclusive for the hideout, yes. I do not endorse Ralph Nader. I do never want to be associated with Ralph Nader. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, wow, look at that, J-Dubs. Uh, Your first scoop. <laughs> Tommy, type up a press release, send it to Fox News and CNN. <laughs> Alexander Robbins doesn't like Nader. Um, thank you so much for coming. Now, is there anything uh, you're thinking about for future books? 
Um, right now, I'm actually doing a lot of lectures on conquering your quarter life crisis. I'm going to colleges uh, and uh, you know, corporations, talking to twenty somethings, thirty somethings. So I'm basically fo- focusing on that. Okay, but no, no other books in the uh, in the future. There, I'll let you know. All right, cool. Yeah, Deb, I mean, obviously, how about this? You're the official author of the Hideout now. Congratulations. I That's like cool. it. Give me a link. I'll put a link to you guys on my website. We will do that. We'll and thank you so much for. Uh, I don't know if you want to. Uh, still yeah, you know what? The, you should stay away from the website. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on on there. That Your you next book should be about homoerotic humor. Yeah, that's what we do. Sweet. Do a uh, do a uh, book called The Hideout. Yeah. Just uh, um, thank you so much, Alexandra. Just sure, a have lot, a good night. We'll have you. Just a lot of gay hazing and how it affects. That's what it sounded like. Skull and Bones was. I don't think we're that gay. <laughs> I don't know. What about this? What about for the major stunt? At the end of the Hideout Fantasy Football League. Yep, pleasure in a coffin. In a coffin. While chanting the names of the Hideout. <laughs> now, an interesting thing's <laughs> going on with the Fantasy Football League right now. Me and you are in kind of a dead heat for last place. I'm gonna, week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. I've already recited to the fact that I'm losing. I got a great stunt. What? You tomorrow have to walk around with vote for Bush. Sign. Walk around, try to get people. Oh, that's the wars. No, I'll pay out fifty dollars. Yes, come on. (laughs) Where am I going to walk around? Just different places where people are voting. Why would you do that? Screwing with the country. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um. No. 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 I cannot screw around like that. You have to. You lost. It's not official. And I cannot do anything to endorse uh, Bush. What? Hey, Dubs, you forgot the uh, other half of the stunt. What was the other half? To have his shirt off and GW painted on his chest. Oh, yes. Good pictures being taken. Just a big W. No way. <laughs> yes. I'm not doing anything shirtless. <laughs> Why? We, got, we make everybody else do stuff shirtless. Because well, I'm the goddamn host. I'm not doing Me anything too. shirtless. I always take off my shirt. But that's fine. But I'm not doing it for it to be on the website. Yes. I'm not doing anything shirtless on the website. <laughs> it's not happening. What kind of example are you putting up for the I'm the host. There's got to be some air of respectability. I'm not going shirtless. I thought you lost a lot of weight. I did, and I'm almost there. <laughs> but I'm, and I'm, even if I lost weight, I'm too goddamn hairy. All right. You have to, uh. All right, we'll shave it in. You have to paint a bush. Uh, it's kind of funny. Paint a bush helmet on yourself, since you got a big bald head. I'll do that. I'll paint a a big a W like a Wisconsin. I'll do that. And then I'll even I'll even walk around. I'll even go out if you want. Like I'll call in. I'll go to like Seven Eleven or something. I'll do that. Oh, well, I want you to do it during the day. Just record it, and then you know. I sleep now during the day. Well, you can. You can. You won't be asleep all day. We need pictures to prove it. Shut up. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I'm in my bathroom. Here I am. Uh, it's very embarrassing. And then I like do voices in the background. Ha ha ha! Look at him. Sounds like Carlos show. <laughs> I forgot to listen to the deuce deuce. All right, Alexandra Robbins. Hey, uh, thanks, man. Uh, beat it. Um, good stuff. AlexandraRobbins.com. Quarter conquering the quarter life crisis. And also Secrets of the Tomb. So much more coming up in the hideout. In fact, um, let's give away some prizes. 
How about that, J-Dubs? Uh, hit us up. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. And I also want to talk about the Bin Laden thing, the hideout headline of the yes. night. We'll talk about that at the top of the hour, uh, about whether or not you think it's good for Bush or Kerry, or if it's anything. If it's, I, I, It's hard for me to say that it's irrelevant, because I think it's out there and people are going to uh, have issues with it. But first, let's play a game. Our buddy Belcher is here. Whose weekend was it is next. You want to get in line right now to win a ton of prizes playing the game. It's the hideout 106.7. <laughs> Radio Barbecue said Alexandra writes books just to support her eyeliner habit. <laughs> She's beautiful, though. It's the hideout WJFK. Want to call the hideouts? Hello? Want to yell at us? Hello? Want to yell at the people yelling at us? Hello? Yes, you're on the air with the hideout. What's your name? Hello? Even stupid people can call. Were you in special ed, honey? No. Are you sure? Was your classroom next to the boiler room? Call the hideout. Yo, baby, show me your digits. Let's do this damn thing. At 866-277-4969. Hello? 866-277-4969. <laughs> The Hideout. 866 The Hideout. Radio Hideout.com. The Hideout. 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 I Do enjoy you? it. Yeah. You prefer? Almost. All right. Whose weekend was it from now on? A second break. The second break um, uh, on Monday shows. All right. Fair enough, Dubs. We can do that for you. If that's the way you want to do it, we'll do it. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Again, thank you to Alexandra Robbins. Uh, the link on the website, RadioHideout.com. She really is, I think, my favorite author because those are books that I would read. I mean, I read they're, play. They're educational, but they are, you right. know, like you know, like they're stuff you could actually, you know, relate with almost. Mm -hmm. But you know, they they're novels as well, almost. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're mixed between the two of them. All right, so uh, here in whose weekend was it? We um we uh we recap our weekend. We give you prizes for playing along with us. And um, you're playing for the love of the game as well as winning prizes. The other thing, too, J-Dubs, whenever we have a winner or whenever something is correct, we do this. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And whenever it is incorrect. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that's the way the hideout works. I forgot we had those. That that Those make me smile, and I don't know why. Because they're gay and blasphemous. And um, he is not either. Um, he is a uh, Belcher here to uh, host the game, America's only black game show. Well, host. he is one of the two. You guess which? Okay. Um, I know he works at a church, so I. Uh... All right. Anyway, here we go. You ready to play the game, Belcher? I am glad to be here for America's game. I'm. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Let's get started with Sean. Sean, you got to get, get, get two out of three correct. Whose weekend was it? Let's play the game, Belcher. Whose weekend was it? Okay, Sean, over the weekend, this hideout member had trick-or-treaters. Who are we talking about? Hefe, Dubs, or Bateman, who had the trick-or-treaters? Hefe. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. That was you, Dubs, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I we, were, we weren't really uh, prepared for the trick-or-treaters, but since I keep a lot of candy around, we were able to accommodate who we got. Now, we got, like, like probably 20. I got a question for everybody. Um, you, Sean, did you enjoy Halloween this year? Yeah, I loved it. I just, I get with it being on a Sunday, I didn't, uh, I wasn't feeling Halloween. Yeah, I mean, neither. It wasn't, it wasn't the conventional Halloween for me. By the way, mad shout-outs to Halloween Goddess. I forgot to do it on Thursday and Friday, but she's the hardest-working lady this time of year. Hopefully, she can catch a breather and come back into the hideout and hang yep. out with us. The other thing that I missed this year, J-Dubs, for Halloween, haunted houses. I didn't you even know, know if there were any around here. You know, the, uh, we come from uh, Michigan and Texas, and I know where, from, where I'm from. There's commercials all over the place for different haunted houses, different uh, hay rides. Different- exactly. None of that here. I saw no. none of it. Here we go, Sean. You got that one wrong, but you uh, still get the opportunity to run the table with two more. Whose weekend was it? Win something. Here we go, Belcher. Here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member went to the Shark Club to see Rev 9. Who Rev 9, about? the official local band of the hideout. Who was it? Pepe. Actually, yeah, Jesus Christ. that was all three of us. That was a gimme for you. It was uh, half a dubs and Bateman. So much to tell you about that. In fact, we're going to save the stories for that at the end of the game. I want to get into going to the Shark Club out at Rev 9. But first, let's wrap up the game, Sean. Uh, last opportunity. Here we go. All right, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member was embarrassed because of dubs being so drunk. Who are we talking about? Half a dubs or Bateman? Half Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry that was not me. I was, I was not embarrassed for you, J-Dubs. The embarrassment came from your favorite producer. Really? Tommy Bateman. Is it? Why, why were you so embarrassed, Bateman? Because you uh, tripped getting on stage. Did I? Twice. Because <laughs> we were up on stage announcing Rev 9 at the Shark Club. Uh, here's a little rendition. F.A. goes, we're from the hideout after Ron and Fez, oh. <laughs> Howard Stern and Donna Mike. And then on the mic, Dubs goes, you didn't mention Ron and Fez. And then F.A. goes, yes, I did. He's like, oh, you did? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And then somebody started, like, doing, like, the speed-up sign. Like, come on, let's, let's get on with the guy. We were only up there for, like, 45 seconds. It like an hour. <laughs> because Thank Dubs you. was so drunk? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. He kept talking and talking. I didn't keep talking. Hey, you forgot about running fast. Uh, no, I didn't, Dubs. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind, then. Uh, I'll keep it going. <laughs> let's hear it for the speaks. Um, all right. Well, thank you. And you were truly embarrassed, and I'm sorry that we embarrassed you, Bateman, of all people. Um, oh, just Dubs. All right. Fair enough. Let's go ahead and move on to the game. Whose weekend was it? Bill, you're next up as we play the game. Whose weekend was it? What's up, brother? Hope you had a good weekend. Here's oh, Belcher. Nice. Here we go, Bill. Over the weekend, this hideout member had another awful Sunday. Who are we talking about? F.A. Dubs or Bateman? That dub, man. Yeah, dude. Right. I wasn't really that hungover. That wasn't the problem. It was the problem is the, the Lions lost to the Cowboys. Oh, That's did they? Uh, Lions lost? Yeah, and you know... Usually I can be really pissed at them, like uh, when uh, they lost to Green Bay, when they just didn't play well. It wasn't the fact that they didn't play well. They just didn't make as many plays as the Cowboys did. And again, Roy Williams wasn't playing. And when Roy Williams doesn't play, the Lions don't win. And that screws me on my fantasy team. I, uh, trust me, I know. All right, Bill, good job on that. Get one more correct. You're going to be a winner. Whose weekend was it? There we go, Belcher. 
Okay, Bill, over the weekend, this hideout member saw the oddest thing. A black man with a Hitler mustache. Who are we talking about? Pepe. Pepe. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Congratulations, yeah. Bill. You're a winner. Hold on. And I was at the gym because I work out at the Gold's Gym in downtown Silver Spring. I guess it was on Saturday. And there was his brother there, a black man with a Hitler mustache. That's a statement. It has I like to be. It. I like it because it says, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid to wear my hair wherever, whatever way I want to, just because some dictator did. And you know me, I'm a, I'm an attention hog with the long goatee, and you know, I mean, obviously, I don't like, I, I don't want to blend in. I want to stick out. But to see a black man of all people with a Hitler mustache was just, it was, it was disturbing almost. Yes, Belcher. And did you still let him clean your car? No, he was at the gym and he was working Why out. didn't you let him? And then he wasn't coughing oh. to clean cars. Oh, I, just thought you, oh. I told you he was at the gym. Um, he didn't say the parking lot, maybe that's let's, uh, Did he take your towel still? You let him take it? <laughs> All right. Let's go to Chris. Let's play the game. Whose weekend was it? How was your weekend, Chris? Decent. Nice. Uh, Whose weekend was it? Here we go. All right, Chris, over the weekend, this hideout member took a bath at 4 a.m. Who are we talking about? F.A. Dubs or Bateman? Dubs. Yeah, good to right. Was it a drunk bath, J-Dubs? Kind of. I, You know, at that point when you uh, wake up and you're still kind of drunk and you can't fall back asleep, so I took a bath kind of just Did to relax. Did you take a bath or a shower? Bath. All right, that is honestly one of the men don't take baths. I do. Scary. Did you did you shave your legs? No. Did Sadie Lou get in the bathtub with you? I've always, I've tried to bring her in with me. She oh, doesn't like geez. it too much. Let's move on. Whose weekend was it? Here we go, Chris. Your other opportunity. All right, Chris. Here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member was disappointed by a movie he'd been looking forward to seeing. Who are we talking about? Happy Dubs Bateman. Happy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Right on, man. Two and winners in a row. The movie that I was disappointed by was Saw. You've been you've been waiting to see that? Somebody, a, a listener on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, kicked me over uh, a link to the preview, the online previews. Online previews were amazing. It made it look like the most disturbing movie ever. And the script... I think was very disturbing. It was I don't even know what it was about. Poorly acted. I, it, I don't want to get into it now. Just, talk well, it had Danny Glover, so what does that tell you? Well, no, Danny Glover's usually good. He was awful. Um, basically, it is a serial killer, but he's not really a killer. He forces people into situations where they um, either kill themselves. So he's like a psychological serial killer. Right, exactly. Okay. And there were some really like great setups and scenes. Which is very poorly acted, man. Um, and as it turns out, uh, no, he, uh, nobody teams up with the black chick at the end to destroy the aliens. Now, see, you should have done what I did this weekend. I went to go see Surviving Christmas with James Gandolfini and okay, Ben, you know ben Affleck. I think I got the better of that, to be perfectly honest. It was actually funny. No, it wasn't. I was by myself. <laughs> yeah. And you had to buy That's two funny. tickets? <laughs> You're so big. Two tickets because I'm fat. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Whose weekend was it? Here we go, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. You ready to play the game? Yes, sir. All right, brother. Let's uh, let's do this. Here we go, Bobby. Over the weekend, this hideout member watched two hot chicks change in the parking lot. Who are we talking about? Jesus Christ. That was uh, that was Bateman. Hold on a second. I want to hear this. Uh, hang in there, Bubba. All right. Yes. 
So what is this? Where did you see two hot chicks changing? Uh, Sideshow and I were hanging out after you guys left, and we were in the parking lot talking. And the Star Club? Yeah. Remember those two really hot Persian waitresses? Were they Persian? Is that what they were? Whatever they were, they were exotic. Dark. Just great. Yeah. Uh, dressed up in, like, camouflage and as a maid. Yeah. I, they were doing something where they were, like, switching clothes in the back of their car, so sometimes they would, like, get out and, like, readjust everything. Oh. And so Sideshow and I were just sitting there, like, staring at them for, like, 20 minutes. They were so hot. Do you remember them, Dubs? Yes, I do. Were they not beautiful? They were really hot. And, um... They never even looked at us, which was odd, I thought. <laughs> you should really took out your junk. I mean, <laughs> That's they, what I do when I want a chick to look at me. They, they I wouldn't. throw the helicopter at them. They wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> Here we go, Bobby. You missed that one, but if you can get two in a row, uh, you still will be a winner in the hideout. Okay. okay. Bobby, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member enjoyed a perfect circle listening party for the new CD, Emotive. Who are we talking about? Half eight dubs or Bateman. Uh, Hefe. Yeah, good job. You know the music dork. I was all over the AOL for broadband. And mark this one. Um, It's a perfect circle. Their new CD comes out tomorrow. It's like uh, covers of like um, political songs. and It's it's amazing. And they had a CD listening party on the AOL for broadband. I swear I listened to the full length about seven or eight times over the weekend. It was awesome. Did they do anything with Ashford and Simpson by chance? Um, no, no, no. But actually, they any, cover any really good tracks. They no cover they cover what's going on. Nice. They cover Imagine, uh, Passive. It's really good, man. Really, really good. Uh, Bobby, here we go one more time. Whose weekend was it? Okay, Bobby, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member didn't realize he was getting free drinks because the bartender was gay. Who are we talking about? Dubs. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. That w- <laughs> Bateman? Are you still there, Bateman? I guess he's gone. Hold on. You'll get I didn't more. think Bateman drank. Um, I, yeah. Were you drinking alcohol? No. What were you drinking? I was just drinking like soft drinks. Oh like, well, they, they, the guy wasn't charging me. Anything. They always give you uh, free stuff because they think you're a designated driver. Soft drinks such as the nectar of man. All right, are you disappointed? You disappointed now that he wasn't hitting on you? No, he was. How do you know? I think I don't know. All I know is Sideshow goes, "Well, wow, that bartender's really gay," and I go, "What bartender?" And he goes, "That guy." And I go, oh, "No wonder he's been giving me free drinks all night." Well, you, I was soda. I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess it is free. He wanted it like every other woman and gay guy alive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Odd. Here we go, Bob. You get this one correct. Whose weekend was it? You uh, you end up being a winner. Here we go. Here we go, Bobby. Last one. Over the weekend, this hideout member threw a temper tantrum because the apple pie he was baking was actually a peach pie. Who are we talking about? All right, that sounds like a fat kid thing. Half a dubs or Bateman? Or Belcher. <laughs> How many pies did you eat this weekend, Belcher? Shut up. <laughs> you, um, are you one of those who used, like bring a backpack to the movies? And I honestly it? ate an entire box of honeycomb cereal this weekend. So oh, like, God, and that was in two sittings. Go ahead, Bobby. Well, it's a big mixing uh, bowl. <laughs> I'll say Hefe. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, Bobby, that wasn't me. Yes. Why were God you baking? apple pie, goddamn peach pie. All day I look forward to sitting at home, watching TV, eating my apple pie. And then this girl goes, hey, you realize that's peach pie, right? Oh. Goddamn. What girl? Hello? What girl? <laughs> were you at CBS headquarters? All right. You know, I, but I've done that before. I bought a pie and they've sucked. 
you know, I was at a hotel one time and I was like, you know, I'm going to have some chicken. I might as well have an entire pie to go with it. <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> I bit into it and it just sucked. So I just poured out the filling and ate the crust. <laughs> <laughs> you fat kid. Oh, my God. Hey, you know what? For a fat kid, I stood up this whole segment. No, you didn't. You had to. T- you had to sit there in the first two questions. And, hey, and when you stand up, I don't think you stand. I think you lean. <laughs> I, I can't believe that elbow hasn't given out yet. Damn I bu- I <laughs> this Krispy Kreme stock went up this weekend twenty five points just because of Belcher. Um, and Sarah Lee. I right. had the cereal this weekend. By the way, um, post. Let's welcome in Nadim Rev Nine guitarist. An amazing show out at the Shark Club on Saturday night, J-Dubs. Yes, it was very nice. Nadim, welcome in, man. How you doing? What's up, guys? How by, you doing? By the way, great costume. He looked, Thank you. He looked Thank like uh, Ali G. Yes, he looked exactly like Ali G, actually. <laughs> yeah, I drove my girlfriend crazy running around the mall for about four and a half hours trying to find half that stuff, man. Just now, were you, were you doing an impression while you had all the stuff on? I didn't get to catch it. Uh, no, I mean, not really. You know, my British accent isn't that strong just because I'm not gay, so... <laughs> You know, right. I practiced as much as I could, but, uh, you know, there's only so much you can do being a straight man. Respect. So. Um, respect. Yeah, yeah, much respect. Hey, dude, <laughs> seriously, Rev9, great show on Saturday, man. Thanks, how do you feel being out for the first time in uh, you a know, year? It was good, man. We all uh, we all got kind of got together before we went on, and, you know, I think we we're, we were more excited than nervous just because it's been so long yeah. and uh it was a good turnout and we were really happy that all our friends got to be there with us and you know it was cool man we uh we had a blast i, I really appreciate you guys coming out we had a great time you know were you and, embarrassed uh, by dubs being drunk what's that were you embarrassed by j dubs being so drunk and stumbling <laughs> no, on stage absolutely not was, did you go home and take the, sh- the the bath after the show because of how uh Stinky and hot and nasty wasn't there. No, I just because of how uncomfortable I was in my own drunken skin. <laughs> no, I hear you. And that was after you passed out. What? Uh, there was a chick from Maxim out there. Yeah, supposedly. Like uh, somebody told me that there was some girl in a Maxim magazine that actually that I, I remember. And of course, Tommy, being the huge perv that he is, knew exactly probably. Her name, and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know her address. Actually, <laughs> you know, you know what? I heard that too. I don't know who told me that. There's some she chick was, from I Mac. Think, I think she was one of the girls dressed up like one of the gym rocker girls in the costume contest. The one with the ah, oh, yeah, she was hot. Oh, I'm the perv. You know what she was, was wearing. You are the perv. You're the resident perv. I didn't even notice her. He was the one that said, hey, that chick was from like, Max. I was like, hey, there's some girl from Max here. You mean, oh, Ursula? I was like, oh, all right. She's like, in the no ad. She's, she's in the ad for the hometown hotties You're or whatever. And it yeah, said, well, yeah, yeah. Fairfax, Ursula. And I go, wow, there were chicks that look like that or they're actually in Fairfax and it was yeah, an unusual they, they name. imported her from like California or something. Right. Uh-huh. Alright, man. Well, hey, great job, man. So when's the next gig? Uh, we're playing T.T. Reynolds on the 19th of November with uh, a great, great band from New Jersey called Agents of Man um, who you guys mm. have to come and check out. They're unbelievable. Great friends of ours. Really good Agents band. Agents of Man will be there. Agents of Man. And then the Speaks, of course, one of the greatest local bands in this area who right. I'm just 
you know, I, I love those guys to death. They're unbelievable, and they're good to us. And, you know, we hope to play a lot more shows with those guys, too. All right, so. well, um, you guys got to come back in uh, before that gig so we can uh, holler at you. Absolutely, man. We'll do that, and hopefully no drama next time with Todd. We'll leave him in the car. Right, him and his, so. uh, God, I forgot about that on <laughs> yeah. Friday. All right, Nadine, Friday, we'll holler at you, man. Friday seems like a year ago. It does. Rav9music.com, link on RadioHideout.com. They're official, the official local band of the Hideout. Very I, proud of them. I can't remember if I remember every single detail of of uh, everything, whether it's a girl's name or events that are happening. Um, here's the thing. All right, let's just talk about it real fast. Rotoscope ended up showing up. Courtney from Rotoscope ended up going there. And here's the thing. So we get done uh, announcing. Dub stumbles off the stage after we announce Rev 9. And I get down, and people are, you know, shaking hands and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of cool because there were some listeners out there. I want to say hello to them. And um, Hot Chick walks up. And I'm like, sweet. She taps me on the back, shakes my hand. I'm like, yes, finally a hot listener of the hideout. Uh, hi, I'm Courtney from Rotoscope. And just wanted to thank you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, you know, well, yeah. hey, it was great meeting you. And I love their song. Um, All That's Left, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's when we were playing. I got that one in my iPod. And I listen, I've listened to it a ton already. So great local music scene, man. And big ups to Ron and Fez for, um, for making all that happen. Um, other thing real quick, too, just stuff about the night at the Shark Club. Dubs and I did a call-in. I wish he had recorded it. Oh, he didn't record it? I figured he would. Probably Because I, I gave him, you know, we gave him like a four-minute window before we did it. We should have told him, roll, roll, uh, roll. Roll it! But, um, Dubs and I... I used I... to do that all the time when I was drunk. I would call, uh, <laughs> our buddy Reamer while he was on the air. And I'd be just swearing up a storm. Are you recording this? <laughs> God damn it, put this on the air. Just running down everybody we worked with and everything. You would do that with me, too. <laughs> Roll tape. Because we worked at tape machines to take phone calls. Roll tape. Are you rolling? And then we'd go. But uh, Dubs and I, I don't know if you heard it on Saturday night. I guess it was about 9-something. We both did a drunken phone call into the... Uh, into the Saturday night mixtape with Sideshow, trying to find the Shark Club, basically asking for directions and giving up J Dub's uh, cell phone number. Son of a bitch. So that people could call us with directions. Um, saw Brooke out there, one of the strippers who we were introduced to by Rev 9 on the mm -hmm. birthday show. She was the one who gave Matt Albert the fried chicken lap dance. <laughs> strippers. Um, you know what? We might need to recreate that with, uh, with Matt Albert's father. Uncle Belcher. Uncle, Uncle Belcher. Um, God, I love you. Brooke was, she, I just remember her being so hot and we'd hung out a couple times and I, I hadn't seen her since that house party, uh, that we went to after the old Saturday night show, but she ended up being out there to see Rev 9 and she was even hotter than I remember. And it looked, and it looked like she had lost some weight too, so she was just smoking. Yeah, she looked like, I, this is gonna sound bad, but it sounds like she looks like she was really like healthy. Like now she she didn't look sick before, but you know how some people just they look in better shape and like just healthy all the way around. Damn, I would tear that up. Um, and then finally the other thing was um, apparently another one of the strippers who works with Brooke, her dad was out at the gig, and um, her dad doesn't know that she's a stripper. So we were, and we, it's so obvious just in like she's a. Great, cool chick, but it's so obvious she has just that stripper personality body. And me and uh, Hefe were sitting in the corner like, how doesn't he know? Yeah, come on. She was crazy that night. And we were thinking, all right, how great would it be if we pulled out a one and then took it over to her dad and said, hey, you see that chick over there? 
you give her this dollar to show your boobs or boobs. And we went actually went up to Todd and told him that we actually did that, and he was like, "What? No!" And then the <laughs> other thing too was we were it was, little gullible, isn't he? There were these guys going around with these sharpies, and I guess she was wearing like um, this outfit where she was having people sign her ass and stuff. Again, how do you not know? She's a stripper. So then uh, Dub's never going to ride on her back. I am a stripper. <laughs> so that her dad would see it. Did you see the girl with the uh, the dog chain that was being led around on a leash? Yeah. yeah. I saw her. I, dude, there was so much going on at the show. I like that place, the Shark Club. It's like in a shopping complex, but it was still It's like cool. working at our old radio station. Our old radio station, the Edge of Q106, was in a Kroger shopping, uh, shopping, uh, uh, shopping complex. I bet it was wired better than this place. Raider Nation, you're in the hideout. Real fast, we got a break. Hey, I just want to give uh, news about the Lions. What Robert up? Porcher retired. Who? Robert Porcher. Yeah, Robert Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, see, Porsche. Uh, they, uh, they, they, he hasn't been playing. Right, they we haven't, got a break. Uh, sorry they about haven't, that. They haven't been playing him at all, and uh, he said he wants playing time. He really didn't get playing time. And then, uh, you know. The hideout 106.7. We don't have to do either, uh, trade me or I'm going to retire. No. JFK. What happened to you? I'm in a situation here. We have to leave now. Well, no. Can we stay a couple more minutes? Dude, no. This is serious. I just sharted. I don't know what that means. I tried to fart and came out. I just sharted. And let's go. The hideouts. Yeah, yeah. With El Jefe and J Dubs. Get your ass up and hurt up. Uh. I realize you've heard us say this before, but because this is an election year, I have to say it again. Think for yourself and question the door. If, after you question authority, you aren't satisfied with the answers you hear, you have the power to change authority this year. Every vote counts. The Hideouts with LFA and J-Dubs. Vote, vote, vote. God damn, dude. I can't believe it. Technically, the, it's election day. Does it feel like it to you? Yes, and I am excited John, I am scared. John Kerry is going to be the next president of the United States. I didn't eat all day today. I've been nervous. And I don't know if I'll eat again until Wednesday. Okay, that's just stupid. Uh, seriously, I, I just got like, I, I have no hunger right now. Wow. I am really that nervous about this. Belcher, can you even identify with that? No. Belcher is... That's such a foreign thought. Belcher is five, uh, what are you, six, three, five hundred pounds? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Um, I, I really, honestly, I've got a great feeling. I, I, it's gonna be Carrie. There's no doubt in my mind it's going to be Carrie. I have that feeling too, but I just, just the thought that it could, it might not, you know? Just the thought that it might not be Carrie and we have four more years of gush? No. You know, I don't know. Uh, you Doesn't know that scare you? Doesn't that, the whole thought of that just frighten you? It's not going to happen. I'm so confident it is not going to happen. It's carry uh, all the way. Carry all the way. It's, I'm t all right, hold on. Let's bring our uh, political analyst, Shafee, <laughs> into the hideout. Shafee, you're on uh, WJFK. What's up, brother? Hey, thanks for having me once again. Uh, Great to be back on the hideout. You, uh, as our political analyst, you saw Fahrenheit 9-11. 
And yeah, you also one of the few people that did. And you also <laughs> saw you also saw the, the the Manson family movie. Yes, and which I'm uh, very disappointed. It was only in that one theater in the state of Michigan, and uh, it was only there for four days. Right. It's taken out of theaters already. Because it was that insane? I don't know what the reasoning was, but I did do some research online, and I remember last time I was on the hideout, you guys were looking, uh, Googling it or whatever, but uh, you didn't find much. But there are a lot of uh, posts on the uh, World Wide Web. Now, about that movie, and I've got the director's name, but I, I still don't see where you could buy it, but I will track him down and try to get that and maybe send you guys a copy because it's the best movie I think I've seen in a long time. Do you yeah, actually, it, it has gotten some reviews on the Internet, and we've been able to find uh, just clips of it, snippets. Right. The, um, and that's because uh, you actually, you draw the correlation. We had you in the hideout last time. You said after watching Fahrenheit 9-11, you believe that Charles Manson and Bush have a lot in common. Absolutely. As do most, most leaders of any group of people, whether it be a cult or a country, because it's really the same thing if you break it down and think about it. Um, How? You use a leader, a good leader, an effective leader, a leader that is going to lead and have the complete faith and loyalty of all the uh, citizens or cult members or whatever you want to call them. Uh, a good leader will install fear into those that are following him. Yes. And uh, when they're living in fear... They're willing to uh, go along with whatever the leader says because he is the great one who's going to protect them. And I see the same thing in the Manson family as I see with this country, with Bush. And uh, I notice on RadioHideout.com, you guys do have the terror threat meter uh, <laughs> showing the level of fear we should be living in, whether it be blue, green, or yellow, or whatever, elevated uh whatever the case may be but uh, one thing that i'm hearing is vote for bush vote for bush so that you can ensure that we'll all be safe and what? the fact of the on matter com, you're not seeing that at all what's that oh, go ahead not on your website oh, no, i was about to say I, no 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 i've been hearing that in uh campaign ads and whatnot oh right, right. uh the reason not to vote for carrier in other words the reason well, to vote for Kerry... bush is to remain safe yeah because the wolves will get us yeah. Right. Well, we're all going to die if Bush is not the president, basically. Well, here, here's a clip from your uh, Charles Manson movie. You see, free nations are peaceful nations. <laughs> free nations don't attack each other. Free nations don't develop weapons of mass destruction. Um, here, Osama bin Laden warned uh, in his video, uh, Shafi, a uh, political analyst, Shafi, joining us in the hideout of 106.7 WJFK, that he's going to be monitoring state-by-state -state election returns and will spare any state that votes against President Bush from being attacked. Are you serious? That, that this is what this is what came out today. Is In this, other words, if you vote for Bush, you won't be attacked. Is that what he said? No, if no, you, you vote for Bush, if there's a red state, like historically, by the way, Virginia is a red state. Now, let me say this: the last time I saw a poll, Virginia was forty-nine, forty-eight in favor of Bush. Mm. That means that Kerry could legitimately steal away Virginia. And I'm going to say that all has to do with the hideout and the fact that we've been pushing so hard. Well, and it's not too far-fetched when you think about uh, the way that we've been uh, stumping, Ron and Fez, Don and Mike, Howard, and you get that throughout the state. I'll tell you the big surprise for tomorrow, Virginia goes to carry. And that actually will end up turning the tide on a number of things. There are too many rednecks who don't get this station, and that's what's going to... 
keep it as a red state. I think even the rednecks are pissed off. Man. I think he's got something to it there. Uh, the rednecks, the hillbillies, a lot of people that should vote for Kerry uh, will be too lazy to go out and actually vote, and that's where a problem could uh, develop. But uh, going back to Bin Laden as a um, political expert and analyst on the hideout tonight, I think that's a little bit of a dose of reverse psychology in a way. I think Osama Bin Laden says don't vote for Bush. So most people, a lot of Americans, are going to say, well, I'm not going to go along with the candidate that Osama bin Laden's endorsing, for crying out loud. I'm going to go ahead and vote for Bush right. just to go against bin Laden when it's all it's known that bin Laden would like to see Bush in power because as long as Bush is the president, bin Laden's going to be uh, living that vacation that he's doing. If you notice, he's wearing some nice new robes. He looks great. He's tan. He's fit. He's healthy. And he looks pretty safe to me. He doesn't look like he's starving in a cave. Yeah, and Bush uh, has this habit of making bin Laden look like a prophet. So, um, you know, that's the other thing. Now, that's why I brought it up earlier, Dubs, when we mentioned this is the out headline of the night. Don't you think it's uh, this kind of reeks as a uh, political stunt by Karl Rove and the Bush administration of exactly what our political analyst Shafee was saying? Um, I, uh, I, uh, as far as them saying, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to go out and uh, vote for Kerry if Bin Laden thinks that's the way to go. There's no way. By the way, he didn't endorse Kerry. He just no, said, he just said oh, basically right. Well, he may be Nader. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, Matt Albert has a better chance of nailing Tyra Banks than Kerry has of getting Virginia. I'm telling you, dude, the last poll I saw was 49-48, and that's close. Kerry could could win Virginia. That would be huge, just absolutely huge. Um, all right, so, Shafee, we talked about politics. There's something I also want to bring up with you. Okay, what is it? You called me the other night, or actually the other morning. And left me a voicemail. <laughs> now you were going to, um, I guess, speak at your high, your old high school. Which, yeah, by the I way, did, as a matter of fact, which is an honor, by the way. Pretty cool. Um, I'm still waiting for South Grand Prairie to get in touch with me. In fact, Tommy, call South Grand Prairie High School and tell them that uh, I'm willing to come back to Texas to speak to the uh, to the Warriors as an <laughs> alum. Can I tell you a little interesting uh, quick story here before you continue? All right, hurry up. Um, I went and spoke at my old high school last Friday, Livonia Stevenson, and uh, that night the football team was playing the first-round playoff game against crosstown rival Livonia Churchill. <laughs> now, it's only Churchill's second time ever in the uh, state playoffs. They had not had a winning season since 1986, so this was a big year for them. And, uh, in fact, they, they were on ESPN because... During the stretch of 1990 to 1996, they actually had a record of 1-62. and 62. They're one of the worst high school football teams in the history of the nation. So, anyways, earlier in the season, Stevenson had beaten Churchill, and I gave a little pep talk to some football players that were there. And uh, I cursed them, and they went out and lost that football game to Churchill, <laughs> even though they were heavy favorites. They lost at home. They're out of the playoffs. Churchill advances, and I have cursed Livonia Stevenson from ever winning any playoff game in the history of the school from now on. Why'd you curse him? Congratulations. I cursed him because I had some things that happened to me while I was competing for the school. All right. Hey, um, let's do this, Shafee. So you went and you, you, uh, you talked to your school. By the way, by the way we're talking to uh, Shafee, our uh, high school culture expert <laughs> in the hideout. On 106.7 WJFK. It's great and to be here. I, uh, here's the voicemail I got from Shafee. Next message. Receive October 29th at 9.45 a.m. I had a plan on going to Cancun. 
to visit uh, uh, Spring Break and uh, trying to decide when I wanted to go. Thinking about college Spring Break, and uh, my buddy had thrown out the uh, idea of going on high school Spring Break because he says they're 18 and uh, in Mexico it's all legal, no rules, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of thought, you know, that is a good idea. But then Traver made a good point that we can't do that. I said, why? He's like, because you're going to tell everybody I'm going to Cancun. And they're going to say, when are you going? And you're going to dim the dates. And anybody with a head on their shoulders is going to be able to figure out what's going on. Isn't that high school spring break? So we thought maybe not a good idea. Well, after speaking to Stevenson High School this morning and putting on a thrilling compelling performance, I've decided to reconsider. I'm not sold on the fact of not going on high school spring break. It's amazing. Uh, God bless my brother. He's going to be a teacher. Any man that can teach these girls, look at them in their skirts and makeup every day with their title. I don't want to be a pedophile, but goddamn. All right, Pete. Enough. Eat. We race, press seven. All right, that's all. You're a creep. Why? <laughs> because you just said you weren't going to go to high school spring break until... You saw the high schoolers. And then you said, God bless my brother, who I don't know how they do it. Well, uh, these... I'm sold on the fact that uh, high school spring break out of the country is a good thing, especially if they're 18. Right. Oh, especially. Well, if you're in Mexico, I don't even think it matters. You know, I'm going to go to ageofconsent.com, Jeez. and I'm going to look up what it is. It, it's I'll like, bet you it's, it's under like 14. Age. I'll bet you it's 14 or 15 I think it, I actually think it is. Homoeroticism and pedophilia all wrapped into one show. I never thought I'd find a place for me. Yeah. Um, hey, let me tell you something honestly, though. I mean, I'm only eight years removed from high school myself, as are you guys and j even less. Don't go there, please. Please um, don't go there. I'm going there. Do I don't it. know. They don't look the way they did when I was in school. It's now, true. But he's got. Much. He's right. He's absolutely right. I work with teenagers a lot, and God damn, he's absolutely right. Because you see a girl walking down the street, especially for some reason black girls, you see a black girl walking down the street, all you see is an ass, okay? Right. You can't tell from that ass that she's like, 15 or 16 years old. She looks like she's 20, 22. We've talked about this All a trillion times. <laughs> Just like, you remember, I think the first time I called into the show, we talked about Lindsay Lohan. Right. And she was, she's what, 18 now? She's a skank and a half, too. Uh, Jeez. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Uh, Jesus Christ. Belcher's here. Uh, Shafee, our high school, uh, uh, culture experts on the phone. Yes, Bateman. You remember, I told you the story a few weeks ago where I said, I, sometimes I forget how old I am and I'm driving past like, uh, the old Catholic high school and, I, and I'll see girls. I'm like, wow. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's illegal. Right. I remember I well, said, I, I, I saw these two hot chicks and then I was like, wait, I can't be doing this. How old am I now? Mm-hmm. And then that would later, be wrong, though. Well, that would, shut up. Listen Catholic to you. School, that would be wrong. Let me uh, let me let me add something to this because I didn't tell you about this. So I, I, the other night I went to work and this was the following <laughs> night. This is the following night after I spoke at the high school. Right. And uh, I wish I had my computer on right now. I'd read you the email, but I can pretty much tell you what it says. It said, uh, 
Hi, Shafee. Um, you came in to speak to my class. I'm not sure if you remember who I am. I said hi to you as you were leaving, and uh, I'm a little sh short blonde girl, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she said, um, I I'm really interested in radio. And, <laughs> yeah, um, and listen to this. this is, I'm 18 years old, and you really caught my eye. And she said, now I know what you're thinking, you know, foolish little crazy stupid high school chick, you know, you're yes. not interested. But let me have you know, this is what the email says, let me have you know that I have been through a lot in my lifetime which has caused me to grow up a lot quicker than most people all my, my people that I, all the guys i date are much older and all the people i hang out with are much older so trust me it's not going to be that weird uh if you could help me out with radio i've got some questions here's my cell phone number or if you want to get together uh on a date or whatever you oh. want to call it uh that's cool now she's pretty much asking me out shafee what you gotta do is uh bring her up to the station show her what a production room looks like <laughs> oh awful. hey mexico by by the way, 12. <laughs> nice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ageofconsent.com, Mexico is 12. All right, Shafee playing dual roles tonight as high school culture expert and political analyst. Uh, Warren, you're in the hideout on JFK. Warren, you there? Yes, I'm here. What's up, brother? I am so disappointed in you guys. I am voting for Kerry, and I can't believe you guys would say that Virginia would win by redneck and hillbilly votes. That was so wrong. No, I didn't he, say that. I, 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 that's the reason I they wouldn't. I, uh, I contend Kerry will win. I predict Kerry will win, too, and I am very much a Kerry supporter, and so are all my friends. You're thinking about the educated Virginians, not the uneducated. Well, now, this so. is the point that I've always I've always heard, is that like the southern portion of Virginia always cancels out northern Virginia, which will mm -hmm. tend to be a little bit more liberal, but I don't think it's going to happen, man. I think tomorrow, J-Dubs... It's the Jew-run media. That's what it is. All That's right. why we're Wait, voting listen. for Bush. 537 votes determine the election in 2000. <laughs> right. All right. Now, I guarantee you that 500,000 people will be voting for Kerry tomorrow, so we're not a bunch of hillbillies. We are a bunch of people that will support the people that vote and support the electoral process. Now, the, right educa on, Warren, the educated you, folks will come out and vote for Kerry, but the uneducated, the folks who can't listen to this show, can't listen to Howard, can't listen to Don and Mike, they will vote for Bush. Because yeah, that's, that's all what, they know. That's what we were saying. We weren't by any means calling everybody in Virginia a hillbilly. But let me pose a question and flip back into a political analyst, if that's I may. Nice. And pose a question to you guys on a serious note. Are you voting for Kerry and believe in what he stands for, or are you just voting against Bush? I'm voting for Kerry. I'm voting for, for Kerry. Kerry, too, because Kerry. if you put them up side by side, there's no doubt in my mind that Kerry is the better candidate. And Kerry excites me with some of the stuff that Bush has created. To me, Kerry's the only one who can get us out of this. Are you guys a little bit scared that, uh, as which happened in 2000, uh, Bush could have something up his sleeve? Do you think it's possible to steal another one? It's very possible. Oh, I'm frightened by it. It's very easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you look at the people who created the uh, the e-voting. They're big Bush supporters. They're big Bush backers. There's, uh, there's all kinds of opportunity for fraud, man. Now, Scarf brings this up. People need to vote third party, damn it. Scarf, you were so right. But not it, this time. Well, no. I'll yeah, say this. Okay. Vote third parties locally. People are idiots when it comes to third parties. They never realize you're not going to get a third party candidate elected to president unless that third party candidate has come up through the ranks in school boards and um, state representatives and senates and um, national house and senate. 
It's, it's governors. You're not going to get a third party immediately as president. But what you do is you vote third party in all the local elections so that 10 years from now, 12 years from now, we legitimately can have a third party. But God damn it, don't waste your third party on the presidential election. Let's see, here's let me let me uh, play a little game that I uh, use when I'm speaking in front of uh, first and second graders in elementary school. <laughs> oh no! And uh, this has to do with the election. This can't be clean. Um, I'm going to name a president, okay? And I want you to go ahead. One word association. Tell me one word. The first word that comes to your mind. What this president was known for uh, his term? Okay, Ronald Reagan. M and M's. Um, I the uh, bring down this wall. Okay, that's a good answer. All right, uh, Bill Clinton. Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, it has to be Lewinsky, even though he didn't Monica Lewinsky. See what I'm saying? First one, Ronald Reagan, pretty significant, well-known. That's a good thing to be associated with. Bill Clinton. Yeah, everybody says Monica Lewinsky. Okay, Monica Lewinsky. There's some uh, negativism, a little bit of negativity with that, I guess. But as a whole... If Actually, other thing too. That's the negative. worst that happened. Okay, you know, economic boom's another one you could go with Clinton. Okay, George Bush, George <sighs> W. Bush, mess, Iraq, war, wrong, liar. Exactly. See what I mean? And the first graders answered exactly the same use you guys did. And honestly, that should make your decision if you're still undecided at this point as to who you're going to vote for. What is Bush known for? And here's another thing: a lot of people are going to vote for Bush. Simply because of the uh, of his stance on abortion. Okay, now if this is a guy that cares so much about human life, how many people have died since he's been in office? How about eleven hundred U.S. soldiers? How about a hundred thousand civilians in Iraq? This is nobody who cares about human life. So forget about that's that. what they do, though, Shafi. They care about you until you're born, and then they're ready to discard you. You're absolutely right, Shafi. Political analyst, high school high school culture expert, great job in the hideout, maybe, brother. Maybe more than just a high school culture expert. <laughs> very soon. Yeah. I will yeah. Call from spring break. Yeah. Hey, thank thank you guys so much. I look forward to coming back uh, as an analyst of many different genres. And uh, Shafee dot net s h a f f e e dot net should be up <laughs> this week. So keep checking it. Sure it is. And I'm being sued, too, by the way, but that's another show. I am getting sued officially. By? I'm getting sued by a record producer in Detroit because he signed this guy who was Eminem's body double in the movie 8 Mile to a two-year production deal in which he's supposed to uh, record his music and distribute it and blah, blah, blah. Well, that guy is now producing my album, and uh, this guy found out about it, so he's suing all of us. All right, we'll have to get that one another time. <laughs> yeah, but I will be sending you guys some music as well. Shafee.net, thanks for having me on the hideout, and it's always a pleasure. Viva. Vote for Kerry. Bye-bye. Viva. 5,000. Oh, my God. He's, a, he's everywhere. He's nuts. He's all-encompassing. He's nuts. Yes, Belcher. And third, and are you, I'm back to what you were saying about third-party local elections. Right. That the local election, it's all about name recognition. That's all. That's all people care about, especially when it comes. If you're right, it's uh, as a former politician in D.C. That's that's what it was about. That's how I lost my elections two times in a row. You so, ran? I, well, I ran for advisory neighborhood commissioner when I was 18. <laughs> And ho I w in the hopes that I would rise up to become by now a 27 mayor. Right. You ran. You ran for your last cupcake. That's what you ran for. <laughs> yes, bad monkey. Local elections are. Nobody cares about who you are. 
if if you're a Democrat or a Republican, a Democrat that's voting in a presidential election will vote for you. If they they're voting Democrat, her. yeah, it doesn't but, matter. But nah, he's right too. Name recognition also does it as well. At, You'd have some to be P Diddy. Some people, some people actually do. Not very many, and you're right on that. You know, if you have a long name, you're pretty much screwed in local elections. But let me say this: that's how you start the third parties. Don't f it up with the presidential election. Do it in the other elections. Don't well, sixty percent of people aren't voting now because they're sick of it. If those sixty percent went out and voted for, say, Nader, Nader would win while the Republicans and Democrats were dividing 40%. That's, that's an asinine uh, lot argument because no one's going to vote for Nader. 60% of people can't get behind one particular candidate. I'm saying... You but if, if 60% really, those 60% who weren't voting fed up really want to make a difference, they'd all go out and vote third party. They'd all go out and th vote third party and they'd all get it going grassroots. Right, but it would happen immediately... Uh, the Republicans and Democrats would be twenty five, twenty five, or twenty uh, twenty twenty. I know what like I know. I know what you're saying. The country and screw, but screw them for not voting. I honestly believe that, man. If you're not going to vote tomorrow, uh, I uh, can't have you. You have the right not to vote. No, you know what? Whatever. No, you don't. Yes, you do. I know you have the right, but that's stupid. That's such an amazing cop out. I mean, it, it, why would you? That's the most selfish thing ever, not to vote. It's so selfish for you not to go vote. It's saying you don't care about your neighbors, you don't care about schools, you don't care about the troops. I don't care if you say that you don't have there are plenty of options. What about writing in? You could you could go and you could write in uh somebody told me they wrote in uh El Jefe and Dubs for like county commissioner somewhere in Maryland. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's so stupid. You could go, you could vote libertarian, you could do whatever you wanted. I don't want to hear that you have the quote unquote right to not vote. That's insane. People do, and I'm not going to... I do. They're stupid-ass, retarded ass wipes. <laughs> you know, the damnedest thing... I, ha I, we, we vote I don't know where to go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not voting... Stupid, dumb, dumb, dummy. dummy. I'm not voting because it's too far to walk across the street. Well, that is a, a good argument. For you. But they do have free cookies, usually. Not where I vote. Oh, you're in D.C., though, right? Bastards. And your vote doesn't count. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I live gotta, in D.C., but uh, I vote in Maryland. We got to take a break. All right, Dubs, I see we're breaking. I'm trying to show Belcher. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll come back. More coming up in the hideout. Um, we'll get to the story, finally, of my married friend. Uh, that is next. In fact, if you were married, guys, um, advice. Uh, your advice is needed. Coming up next. So hang tight. Half and dubs, Belcher sitting in as well. Monday night in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. It's the hideout. Brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. WJFK. Come to the hideout. Innovative and new, creative, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People don't want to hear the same old thing over and over. Yeah, you gotta come provocative, you know what I mean? Or Gotta be spine tingling with mad styles. I'm a pansy. The hideouts. Crazy dangerous. With El Jefe and J Dubs. Alright, coming down to home stretch on this Monday night. It is uh election day technically. Please. Please, 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 please get out there and vote. Even if you're gonna do a write-in, take part in uh in, in your process and in America. Uh, I am Hefe, that is J-Dubs Belcher also sitting in, as it is a Monday night. Did a great job hosting. Howdy. Whose weekend was it? 
earlier. I uh, also want to thank Alexandria Robbins, Alexandria Robbins, AlexandriaRobbins.com, and uh, Shafee.net. Yes. Which uh, we'll have to get updated. Coming on, this week. on Yeah. For the past 14 I think, weeks, I think it's been. I, I spent at least six months. He's been talking about Shafee.net. Yes, bad monkey. I just got a great idea for a bit. If we're going to keep having Belcher in, we should have Sid and Matt come in, and we should have which fat kid was it. Ooh. Instead of whose weekend was it? How about we do that in conjunction? Okay. How about we have which fat kid was it? Maybe we'll do that on a Friday night, and we'll get, like, the culmination of their week. And uh, that is a great idea. And, th- all right, you know what? That's the thing. We list what was eaten during the week by everybody, and then we'll say which fat kid was it. Sat around the house. <laughs> which fat kid was it? You don't have enough paper. All right. document all this now i want that by friday real quick before we get into this tommy get in here real quick yeah bring come on in tommy um 800 uh, actually 866-277-4969 um and uh also too or calling tommy we were, we were looking for you crawler we're looking for bateman oh what do you want? And why are you so tired you're walking around like you're sleepy uh, i'm just tired did bateman send you in his body double <laughs> I was just looking to see When did if Bateman grow boobs? I was looking to see if there's any food in here. I wish. Oh, there he is. What's up? What did you want with him? Now, we were talking about Shafee.net, and I saw Tommy storm out of here real quick when, uh, when, uh, Shafee kept on cutting him off. Right. No, I, I just, no, not to even bother. It's like trying to, like, climb a mountain with one arm. Why, you feel like you can't get a word in edgewise? I noticed Dubs was what? on that segment. <laughs> yeah. I just sit back. I, I take it as like you know uh, an extended bathroom break, right? And I kind of enjoy it. But you I hate Shafy. No. Yes, you do. I hate you. Um. You hate me. All right. Now Wolfie wants to be I in. I embarrass you. When you trip on stage, yes. Were you really embarrassed? But we're not going to have time for the whole the whole married thing. We'll have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, let's go to this real quick. We got the actual phone call that we called into uh sideshow with. Oh, do we? Yeah. All right, so all right, let's set this up then. This was Saturday night. Um uh Dubs and I on our way to go see Rev Nine at the Shark Club. And um I guess it's around nine o'clock or so. And okay, so um we we called into the mixtape. We have a very, very, very special guest on the phone right now in the hideout. His name would be J-Dubs. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey. Hello? Can you hear me? Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Please, sir, turn your radio down. You need to have your screeners tell me about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My producer, he was out. In the bathroom, I don't know what the hell was going on. What's happening, guys? I was, uh, me and Hefe are hanging out tonight. We're going out to the Shark Club over in uh, Maryfield, and uh, we want to invite everybody to come out and see Rev Nine and the Speaks. Cool, Rev Nine and the Speaks are going to be there tonight. Hello? What time? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. It's Sideshow. You know, Sideshow, you're doing a great job. I'm gonna hang up and listen to your answer. Oh, wait a second. Wait, wait, what time are they playing? What time are they playing? I'm not sure. Hold uh. on. <laughs> Hey, what's new? Hi. Sideshow. Um, hey, buddy. Here's the deal. Okay. We need to know how to get to the Shark Club. So, um, I need everybody to call Dubs on his personal cell phone, 703-866-8668. Right. Oh. 
Actually, if you could call Sideshow uh, at the station, 800-636-1067 or 202-432-1067 or 703-868. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> call up. And um, we really need directions uh, on how to get to the Shark Club. And then Sideshow can call us at 703. God damn it! <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, we, fellas. Okay, great job, Sideshow. Thanks, man. You guys have a good night. I'll hang up and listen to I'm going to hang up and listen to your answer. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what was that number? I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, 703-868. Would it? Uh, I'm a little embarrassed for dubs. Why? Because you were obviously hammered. No, I wasn't. Not at that point. I wasn't drunk at all. Screaming just insanely in the background. The way it was. Were. We were doing a radio play. Sure we were. That's what it was. Um, now, you were telling me something off the air, and I want to talk about it. You said you hate. Hold on. What's wrong? Who's calling you? Hello? All right, Dubs is getting a phone call right now. It's not me for a change. Hey, it's not me either. Who else could be calling you? Leave me alone. Who was that? I don't know. You guys giving out my phone number so much. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. That reminds me of Matt Albert's screen name. Which is... I'm not going to do, <laughs> do it again either. Um, so anyway, you were telling me that because Dubs got lit. I mm -hmm. mean, just absolutely yeah. hammered before the Shark Club, at the Shark Club. You uh, That's one of the reasons why I don't go to uh, clubs after I've already had a few drinks anyway. And I don't drink that much because I don't like not being in complete control at all times. But and I, I love it when I'm doing it. I have a blast, but... I, I sit there for the you, next four weeks thinking about how stupid I was. Do you hate the fact that we're here to to bring up how drunk you were? Yes, yes. It's part. Why of, does that bother you? People get drunk. People go out and they have fun. They have a good time. Because some I, of it drunk. I don't like to be brought back to my bad place. We bring you back to a bad place every day. I a bad place where I didn't have control. But you were you were under control. I. Wasn't Except I? Except when you're trying to climb on stage, I saw him bugging the, the singer of the Speaks a lot too. Really? <laughs> I, literally, I saw you grab him three different times when he walked past you. you and you know what else you did? Rev and I was in the middle of a song. Yeah, I went up. I went, I went up and said something. I can't remember what I said though. Todd was. I thought it was something important because Todd, they're about to do the big finish to like welcoming Judas or whatever the song is. I can't is. remember what I said. And Dubs walks right up in front of everybody in the mosh pit. And taps Todd on the shoulder. I, mean, I, I can't remember what I said. And Todd goes back and he looks at him. And then he just gives him the, yeah, okay. And then turns back around and then finishes the song. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what are you doing? I gotta Why are you interrupting the band in the middle of the set? I got to get video of that. I think they were videotaping it. That was don't, the funniest thing. Please day. don't. Why? Keep, keep the video out of it, please. Oh, all of the stupid things you've made me do on this show. What have I on... made you do? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I know you plant the seed a lot of times. How? I, what have I made you do? I'm not even going to say because I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was that, Dubs. But uh, I just remembered that. It's so funny. I just remembered you interrupting the band in the middle of the song. <laughs> I do remember that. I was hoping no one else would remember that. I see that. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the other thing that was, um, was just funny was on the way home, Dubs just kept repeating, God damn it, Hefe, 
this is a great time. We need to do this more. And I'm like, yes, we need to do this more. Obviously, we're having a blast. I'm serious, man. I'm having a great time, and I want to go out and get drunk even more. We're going to start. Uh, it's not going to happen for a long, long time and again. We're going to start doing this every Saturday night, no, you and me. No. Uh, Are you serious? It's not going to happen again for a long time. A long time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Long. Long. Uh, um. Ugh. I, uh, <laughs> you notice that's our way of doing radio. We grunt. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, man, I just, I want it to be, you know what? It's going to have to happen. Why? Lefty's going to be in town. Not this week. Uh, next. Uh, you got to then. Uh, oh, come on. You can't leave Lefty hanging like that. Uh, He's coming all the way out here. Will he be here for I'll, the Rev 9 show? You know what? No, it's the weekend before. I'll be, uh, your guys' designated driver that night. Dude, you have to. Uh. <laughs> you have to, man. Mm. Come on. Can't. I can't. Lefty's coming into town, and you're not going to left our buddy who's uh, on RadioHideout.com. We used to work with him in Michigan. Flying all the way in to spend the weekend with us, and you're not going to go drink. Mm. Slip him something. I cannot I'll, believe that, man. I'll take drugs, okay? I feel more. How is that any different? I feel more control when I'm on drugs. The drinking? Yeah. I'll do a big pile of shrooms. Hey, I got an idea. When Lefty's in town, let's go find a local band and interrupt them in the middle of their set. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm getting the mental picture right now of that. And the look on Todd's face from Rev 9. And this is their first comeback show in a year. And he's like... And I'm up there interrupting them. And were he's you, like, huh? Were you interrupting him because he was wearing booty shorts at the time? <laughs> Hey, you look sexy. Maybe that's where I was going with it. I like your outfit. Maybe I was trying to do shtick. I don't know. What? Did we have to dump that? <laughs> no. Oh. Did you see Todd's girlfriend get slammed in the in the mosh pit? I did see that. No, I didn't see that. I thought she was going to get up and start swinging everyone. She just got up and like laughed it off. Well, like, that's... I, like... Did she? Did some guy knock her over? Or something? Like three guys fell on top of her, tackled her. Basically, I don't know if they were grabbing or if it was. You know, they were just out of control. Mm -hmm. um, There's a lot of things out of control. You. Yes. You know what? From now on, maybe we uh we have you practice getting on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is why I'm never doing it again. You have to. I'm not doing it again. You have to. never. Whatever. Never drink Never. with you again. Just trip him next time he gets. Well, then we're no longer going to be friends. Can't do it. Do you know how awful it is not having any a drinking partner? And you and I finally got to hang out. Finally. And, and, I, and honestly, I, feel, and I felt terrible. Let today. me say this: it was our first real time to hang out since in, since in Washington D.C. Like both of us, like having a good time. First time since we've been here, and we had a blast. Yeah, but like when you interrupted the but, band. But today I don't feel good, so yeah, that's why I'm not doing it again. Remember when that gay bartender was giving you free drinks? No, that was you. Oh, oh, yeah. That's still thank not, you, thank you for taking some of the heat off me, though. I appreciate that's that. That's still not as embarrassing as falling and interrupting the band. All right, but whatever. Hey guys, we will see you tomorrow night. Get out there, vote, vote, vote. We'll see you tomorrow night. In fact, tomorrow night we may be going till three o'clock with special election coverage. Depends. We'll, uh, hopefully Depends on if it's buttoned up by then. If Carrie has it wrapped up. You know, if Carrie has it wrapped up, I might stay on anyway till 3 just to... Party dancing yeah. in the streets. But I won't be drinking, which is weird.
5,000. All right, we'll talk to you. Uh, <laughs> Take for yourself, question authority. Don't be ashamed you're listening to The Hideout. It's ashamed you're uh, entertained. Uh, we out. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm in shock because of you. We out, bitch. 5,000. I'm the devil, 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 I'm the I'm the Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J-Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. I be smacking my hoes, and everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor, step on them hard, step on them hard. Kick them to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I'm the devil, ah. I'm not interested. My thumb.